Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Welcome back to the show. Uh, glad to have you again listening in to the True Condos Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew LaFleur. And today on the show, very excited to have with me uh, for the very first time, somebody from my team. Uh, and so taking you on the inside a little bit of the True Condos team and um, introducing you today to the wonderful Sarah Kelsey. Sarah, welcome to the show. Hi, Andrew. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. It's my first time. Great. Great. <laughs> uh, excited to have you too, Sarah, and just introduce you to um, uh, the listeners. And so why don't you start, Sarah, just by telling everybody a little bit about yourself, how long you've been um, with the True Condos team, uh, maybe a little bit about your background in real estate. How'd you get started? Why don't we start with that? How'd you get started in real estate? Because um, I know you've got a lot of great experience uh, in a lot of different areas of real estate. But how did you get started first in real estate and, and what was your early sort of career like? Yeah, that's that makes sense to start there. I actually came to Toronto, went to Ryerson, got my commerce degree with a major in marketing, stayed in Toronto because the opportunities were far better than where I had grown up, which was in Kingston, Ontario. Um I ended up working immediately for a property management company who handled investors, condos or higher end luxury condos, downtown Toronto. I didn't need a license for that. Um, We didn't list anything on MLS. Uh, We had our own successful website. Uh, We found the clients. We took photos. We marketed it. Um, I did all of the website changes myself. Uh, We found a tenant, screened them, and then also managed the place for them. So Um, I did really a little bit of everything. I wore many hats in that job. I was with them for about uh, six years. And then I started in a company called Milbourne Real Estate, which is actually where I ended up meeting Andrew. Milbourne is different in that it is a brokerage. It is a licensed brokerage. But they deal really primarily with pre-construction condos all over the GTA. So my job was to work in the sales office on the other side of things, meeting people like Andrew, selling condos. Once that building was sold out, I would go to a new condo and do it all over again. So not rocket science, really. It was the same formula per building. Uh, Market it, get it sold, move on to the next one. And I I loved it because you met all sorts of different people. It was great for networking. You learned about the condo, the whole building process. You learned about the neighborhood. It was a great way to see a whole project put together from from A to Z. And then last year, I decided to make a leap of faith and change my career Mm -hmm. to become a completely independent uh, realtor who makes 100% commission. And I joined Remax because I knew a couple of people at Remax Condos Plus. Um, I knew Andrew. I knew a couple other people whose paths I'd crossed. And that was... I guess a little over a year ago, mm-hmm. I started with uh, Remax, and I guess a few months after I started, um, I should preface this by saying that before I made the change, I'd called a few agents, and, and Andrew was one of them, just to get a better idea and really do my research about what it would be like to work on the other side of things, and I always recommend that to anybody who's thinking of making the decision to make a career change into it. So I guess, Andrew, you contacted me a little bit after I had started. Um, We had known each other from the pre-construction business, and you were looking for somebody to possibly join your team to help uh, handle uh, leasing and resale 
that side of things. And Andrew, you have continued to deal with all of the pre-construction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that's great. So yeah, it's hard to believe. I guess it's been over a year now that uh, you've been part of the team and you've been handling, like you said, a, a lot of the resale um, uh, needs for our clients and a lot of the listing, uh, specifically working with landlords and leasing out um, their investment units and all over the city. Um, and why don't you tell us a little bit more about, because you have, a, I think you've got a lot of great experience. You kind of breeze through it, but you've got a lot of great experience on the rental side specifically. Um, and you worked in with the property management company for a long time and, and you've, you've just done, what would you say? Hundreds, thousands, uh, you've done a lot of, a lot of, a lot of yeah, uh, at least 10 years experience working ten, yeah. with new condos, downtown Toronto from Lakeshore to Shepherd, um, all the way out to Etobicoke and uh, I would say almost to Scarborough. Um, so I know many different neighborhoods. I've dealt with all sorts of different buildings, boutiques, yep. high rise, older buildings, uh, brand new buildings that haven't even been completed yet. Um, all sorts of landlords, uh, domestic and foreign. So um, I have accumulated a, a lot of experience in, mm-hmm. in that part of the market. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the great, one of the reasons I, I love having you on the team and our clients love working with uh, working with you, Sarah, just your breadth of experience and, and your knowledge of many different buildings in many different areas and everything from the rental process to the uh, resale process. And then as well, of course, your years of experience with Millbourne Real Estate on the pre-construction side and understanding the needs of the investors and working, you know, just working with a lot of investors through the whole process. So uh, great to have you on the team, Sarah, and um, great to interview you today. But one of the other things I wanted to just hear from you and let the the listeners hear from you, your perspective working in the market every day. Um, What are you seeing this year, 2015, as we come to the end of it? Um, What are some of the trends or or things that are right now, or or as you look back on the year in terms of where you see the resale market, the downtown condo resale market right now, and where do you see the downtown uh, condo rental market? Like what are the, what are the, what are the interesting points or trends that you think uh, condo investors listening need to know? Uh, thanks, Andrew. So it's been a really exciting year. And moving forward into 2016, I can see the rental market continuing to thrive and be quite strong. Um, the, one of the reasons I say that is the influx of young professionals um, into the city um, is going to be going forward very strong. Um, a lot of them are going to be coming primarily into the downtown core. Um, the entertainment district, King West, Queen West, are very popular. Now even the South Financial Core, which is around the Maple yeah. Leaf Key, um, is is very strong. And also Young and Eglinton, a lot of great buildings are beginning at Young and Eglinton, and there's a lot that are now taking possession at Young and Eglinton. Um, and even though we're, we're coming up to the festive season, yeah. December has been... Um, quite interesting in that um, my listings for rent have only been on the market for a couple of days. I've had multiple offers for them in the entertainment district and people have already moved in, um, which I found interesting because yeah, I thought yeah. being a seasoned agent yeah. in rentals yeah. that as per <laughs> usual, things would get sluggish. Yes. So yeah, maybe not. let's get, get into that again. But investors who are experienced, they might already know this, but for the new investor, let's talk about what typically happens in the month of December in, in the downtown condo market? 
things, I would say, really shut down until January rolls around and people think, oh, yes, that's right, I need a place to live, and, and things get quite busy, and then they slow down a bit again in February. Um, but absolutely, and many other agents would concur that sort of once the first week of December has come and gone, um, we're thinking, okay, things are going to slow down. Yeah. You know, maybe around New Year's, we'll get a couple people looking for January. Right. So for about a two to three Time week Time to get period, your Christmas shopping done. Yeah. Put your feet up a bit. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Everybody goes on hiatus a little bit. Yeah. But not this year. No, it's been very, very strong in those key pockets that I mentioned, like yeah. Young and Eglinton, right. Entertainment District. Okay. Um, specifically new buildings. There's right. a few new buildings that are taking possession right now. People still really, really flock to brand new condos yeah. to rent. Yeah. I mean, people are people love new new. They they will always pay a premium for new uh, on on sale and also on rental. Um, so why don't we? Uh, you had a very interesting um, situation uh, that that we were helping one of our clients recently. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what happened at your most recent listing at Twelve Degrees Condo? Tell us about the condo, where it is, uh, a little bit about it for those who aren't familiar with the building. Um, and just walk us through what happened there because I think it really speaks to what's happening in the market in general right now. Well, this is a great story because it's a su it's wonderful success story. Yeah. Um, brand new listing. Uh, it's at a building called 12 Degrees on Beverly Street, um, right by the Much Music building, a boutique building. Uh, brand new. None of the amenities are done. It's still a bit raw. Um, there's still a lot of boarding up around the building. So to drive past it, you would wonder if anybody was living there. Right. And I yeah. had a one plus 10, a good size, about 700 square feet, parking and locker included, mm -hmm. um, pretty standard layout, nice finishes. Um, uh, the appliances weren't even full size, but it really, really nice uh, standard suite. Balcony? No balcony. No balcony. No okay. balcony. Right. So it's a uh, one, one washroom. One, one plus den, one bedroom plus den. Uh, one washroom, no balcony, around 700 square feet. Uh, parking and a locker. Had parking and a locker. It's Queen and Spadina area, mm -hmm. kind of for people who aren't familiar with that. Uh, much music building reference, so Queen and Spadina. And so, yeah, you put it on the market. Uh, tell us what happened. Put it on the market. The first showing I had was, I think, 24 hours later. And uh, they immediately wanted to take it. Soon after that, I got two other offers for people who wanted to take it. And now this suite's only on the third floor. It doesn't particularly have a great view, uh, but it's in a brand new building in a hot part of the city. So I got three serious offers for people all wanting to move in right away. The third offer that came in, I should mention, was above asking. So we were asking 2100 and they came in at 2175 looking to move in immediately. I'm talking within the next two days they wanted to close. And they were super serious, and they had excellent credentials. The, the owner was thrilled, so of course he, he accepted them. And at the end of the day, that's what we want. We want happy investors. Yeah. But I thought that was really interesting, considering our experience has been December is very slow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and again, you're talking about a building that, from the outside, it's clearly still under construction. It's not finished yet. Uh, the amenities are probably not ready yet. Uh, in the middle of December, and you're thinking, man, this is really not a good time to list a place to put on the market. But you know, it's you, you can't always affect timing. It's if the building is finished at that time, that's when we list it for rent. Uh, and so you got a total of was it how many offers in total? 
I got three official offers. And then after, of course, the offer was accepted, I got another offer um, presented to me. Of course, then it was gone. It was but too so late four at that in point. total. Yeah. We, had four, we had four offers on this property listed at 2100 a month ended mm -hmm. up ended up renting out for 2175 a month so uh just yeah just amazing to to hear that and i think uh obviously well maybe i'll ask you what what were the what, what what were the renters what were the tenants saying like what what do you think made this one so popular what can you know again talking to the condo investor today like what are the, some of the things that uh, they should be looking for in a building or in an area to ensure that uh, they're buying something that is going to be high in demand for rentals when it's finished. Convenience is huge. Convenience is huge. And I'm talking about uh, Toronto Transit. I'm talking about uh, the subway, um, grocery stores. They want a good nightlife. Um, they want quick access to major roads. So they were also by the hospitals. They weren't too far from UFT. So really, they were they were right in the epicenter of many different things. Yeah. The other nice thing about it, I think, was that it was a boutique building and some people just, I, I find young couples and all of the applications were from young couples really like uh, boutique buildings. Mm. Um, boutique meaning? Not like a sky rise, it's right. um, 50 floors. Let's, right. let's say up to 25 floors. Right. Yeah. 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 Smaller buildings, we're, we're so used to getting, yeah, like so many 40, 50 story buildings now. So mm -hmm. there is... Uh, there's a, a lot of a lot of t tenants are looking for those smaller, more intimate buildings. Funny enough, as we're recording this podcast, we're in a boutique condo <laughs> building right now, and one of our future listings coming up. But um, yeah, that's that's another interesting factor. Uh, what would you say about parking? I mean, you know, I have my own opinion on it, but I'm curious what what's your take on parking for investors in condos, whether they should or shouldn't buy it. Was that a big factor? in renting this unit out? Uh, what's your take on, on parking? Um, because it was a, a larger one plus den, and I know that doesn't seem super large, but in today's market in new condos, 700 square feet and up for a one plus good size. Um, and because it was for couples, a lot of couples were applying, I think having a parking spot was really very important to them. For anything smaller than that, like a one bedroom mm. or a bachelor, I don't find it to be a necessity. Um, young professionals nowadays, fewer and fewer of them have cars. They can walk um, everywhere, have access to Uber, <laughs> taxis, yeah. uh, TTC, subways. Um, and now there's so much sprouting up in the entertainment and downtown area like uh, grocery stores, yeah. um, Whole Foods stores, yeah. uh, shoppers, uh, Yeah, chapters. the city is just coming alive in some of these pockets you mentioned, King West, Queen West, the, the South Financial Core. Young and Eglinton, the amount of amenities and everything that are there today that weren't there even just like two years ago, like mm -hmm. it, it's just incredible. And the city is just so much more livable. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I would probably sort of agree along those lines. Like if you're sort of under 700 a square foot or 700 square feet in size, that's, that's roughly sort of the cutoff where you probably don't need to get that parking spot or don't need to worry about it or think about it. Once you would you say once you go above seven hundred square feet, that's when you're 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 likely to attract a higher profile, higher income, maybe slightly more mature tenant who would more likely have a car than somebody I think below that of the mark. Price point you're asking, the yes. price point, yeah. Yeah, I think you're going to find who has 
Um, if they can afford over 2000 a month in rent, then... It's more likely they're going to have a car. Right. I, I have experienced. Yeah. Um, again, there's been other suites I've noticed in 12 degrees that could fairly quickly. So right. that building alone is just really cool. But I would agree with you that a certain size might if you have the to get parking. Right, right. Because it, it will be an Good, Good thing to, uh, to think about. And it changes all the time. I mean, the... The answer to that parking question, I find it's year to year. It changes and building to building it changes. It's, it's, not a, it's not a black and white answer to say you should or should not buy parking. It's, it's case to case. Um, what else is happening? Like, what are you seeing in, in, on the, we talked about the rental market. What are you seeing in the resale market in, in terms of working with buyers and working with sellers in the market? Uh, you know, if you look at the TREB stats, uh, for this year, the numbers are very good. It's, you know, potentially the biggest year ever. Prices are, are definitely trending upwards. Um, but what are you seeing in the resale market? Like what, what are, you know, what, what's the feeling with buyers and, and, and sellers right now today? I'm finding the buyers and sellers that I'm coming across are still very confident in the market. It's been a great year. Um, statistics show that it's going to move forward into as being another great year it's the market can be very cyclical people worry that once a lot of buildings uh, come on the market um that will have this big bubble burst there'll be a high degree of saturation and what happens right. is these condos are as they are built and then more come on the market and there's always a constant of people coming into the city mm -hmm. um that i foresee uh 2016 in terms of both uh, older and newer buildings uh, being quite strong, continuing to be quite strong, mm -hmm. especially in, in, in certain parts of the city. Yeah, mm -hmm. those pockets that you mentioned. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you you think things are going to continue. 2016 is looking like a, a great year in the resale market, I would agree. Um, cool. Anything else uh, Anything else you want to talk about, Sarah? Anything else interesting in the market or Anything, any other information that you think it's, it would be good for investors to know about as they're um, thinking about uh, looking back on 2015 or looking ahead to 2016? Um, yeah, I think assignments is kind of an interesting topic hmm. to, to discuss. I found lately there's a lot of assignments, um, specific, specifically, again, in that district. There's Thompson Red. And a lot of people have been approaching us to yep. hopefully assign their, their suites. That's right. And it's really, I'm sure you've talked about this in other podcasts, to understand um, what you have signed, the rules and regulations, if you're allowed to assign uh, that suite. I personally think, um, I don't know if you would agree with me, Andrew, if you can, it's always great to the suite. Yeah. Certainly that's, that's my recommendation. Um, <clears throat> Just but for, for those, uh, for, yeah, so how is the assignment market right now and what you're seeing? I mean, is there, is, there, is there a lot of activity? Are buyers picking up these assignments or um, are they just waiting for buildings to close and, get, and prefer to buy the resale? Some assignments aren't moving that quickly, actually. I think there's a fear from people who want to buy these huge closing costs. And then once um, the building closes uh, and the person actually sells it as a resale, I find that they tend to move faster, but I find every case is a bit different. Mm -hmm. um, I've dealt with a couple assignments in one building. One went quickly, and the other, which was a very similar layout, was very sluggish and didn't move. 
Right. You know, right. so it can be a bit fickle. It just it depends on what the investor right, and right. whatever your goal them for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think yeah, that's probably the best advice and I would agree is uh as condo investors, you you know, you need to take a long-term approach. If you're getting into this this uh game of investing in condos to make a quick buck, I mean, it's really not probably the right place for you. If you have a long-term perspective, if you understand that real value, real wealth in real estate and in condos is created through long-term uh, buying and long, long-term holding of properties and renting them up over long periods of time, that's where you're going to make your, your money. That's where you're going to grow your wealth. If you're, you're buying pre-construction condos and just looking to flip them as assignments, uh, you know, two, two, three, four years later, um, it can be done there. You know, there, there are, we do have success stories. Absolutely. But like you said, it's fickle, it's challenging. Um, you're dealing with a lot more variables one way I sum it up is it should be your plan B assignments, not your I plan agree. A. If, if, if you're going into it, with it, that's your plan A is to flip, is to assign, you're, you're probably going to be disappointed. Uh, you might not be, but you're probably going to be disappointed. And it's really not a sustainable strategy if you're going into it, uh, planning to hold it for the long term. But if something comes up, your life changes, and you need to do that assignment, um, as long as you're buying smart, as long as you're following our advice and buying in the right places, the right buildings, the right units, then um, you will be fine in the long term. Sarah, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. My pleasure. It was great to uh, catch up with you. And um, how can people get a hold of you? What's the best way for people to reach you? Maybe share your email, um, phone number if people want to get a hold of you directly. Of course, they can always contact me. But if they want to contact you directly, how do they do that? Well, I welcome your emails. Um, you can reach me at Sarah, S-A-R-A, no H, at truecondos.com. And please also contact me by phone if you'd like, 647-961-9229. Thank you. Great. Thanks, Sarah. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.